Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 164 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me today. All right. We are talking about abundance through the holidays. I love the focus of abundance in weight loss. I try to apply it everywhere I can in my own weight loss and my own weight maintenance. And I talk about it a ton inside both my coaching programs and my obesity medicine programs because It's so different from what we've been taught and it feels so much better when you can find abundance instead of restriction. So if you are wanting to get through the rest of this holiday season while staying focused on your plans but not feeling restricted all the time, then this is the episode for you. We're going to teach you tips to shift from that restriction over to abundance and you're going to love it over there. It's going to be so much better. So I've been thinking about abundance a lot because right now inside Stress Eating SOS and inside my obesity medicine group, both have their own private Facebook groups. I've been running challenge for food journaling and I've been journaling alongside with people every day, planning food and then keeping track of what I actually ate and did it match the plans and things like that. Now I can tell you for so many years, I struggled with food journaling and I talked a bit more about this in detail in the last episode on troubleshooting food journals. So if you struggle with food journaling, make sure you check out the last episode of this podcast. But I've been really thinking of the concept of abundance and trying to think of how to teach that. How do you plan your food, but still feel abundant about what you're planning? Because that's really key. And so that's why I wanted to record this podcast episode is because I've just been thinking about like how powerful it is to shift that dialogue. It's really easy if we're using the example of food journals. It's really easy to see it as a very restrictive and difficult kind of device that we have to force ourselves into. And I just ask you, like, how sustainable is that? How long do you food journal if that's how you're viewing it? Answer is probably not very long, right? So what we want to do is we want to look at any tool that you use in your weight loss journey as this tool, this abundant tool that helps you along your journey, that lets you live your best life while still reaching your goals. That's what we want for weight loss. I've said it so many times, but... I'll always keep saying it is if you hate the path to weight loss, if you're losing weight in a way that you hate and you have to put so much energy and force yourself to do it, it's not going to last. It's almost not worth doing it. I would say pause and find the path. Give yourself permission to pause the constant striving for weight loss and find the path that actually is going to get you where you enjoy it. So you can keep doing it consistently enough to lose the weight and you can do it consistently to maintain the weight loss. Now, that doesn't mean every single day is abundant. It doesn't mean every single day is fantastic and you love the weight loss process, but you should have more days than not like that. 
And I think today's episode, today's topic will be really helpful in that. But to lose weight and keep it off, you really do need a customized approach to weight loss, which is why I teach this inside of Stress Eating SOS and why I talk about it on this podcast so much is you need a customized approach to your weight loss so that it works for you, for your preferences, for your life and for your body. So it works and you can maintain it. That's what matters. Just following somebody else's rules for a certain number of months and then wanting to go back to what you prefer, that doesn't work, right? We all know it. We've done it. Been there, done that lots and lots and lots of times. You need to design a customized approach. And that's what I hope to help you with. And I think abundance, super important topic. It's kind of like my secret sauce in helping people find ease in weight loss and helping myself. When I started to realize that we could find abundance in weight loss, it was like light bulb moment, like a big switch clicked in my mind. Now I was going to tell you a story from this morning because bear with me because at first you're going to be like, what does this have to do with weight loss? But it does because the whole question of why is it so hard to find abundance? The answer is because we've been taught to stick to restriction for so long that we just go into that naturally. Now, my story is I've been going to physiotherapy because I sprained my ankle about five weeks ago and went and saw the physiotherapist and said, like, why do I always sprain my ankles? Because I fall and sprain my ankles running far more than anybody else I know. So we've been working on rebuilding some strength and glute strength and calf strength and things like that to recover and make me less likely to fall again when I restart running. And so today he had me on the treadmill and was filming me with a biomechanical app so we could look at it. Now, that's really nice to watch yourself on film from behind up close (laughs) running, but I was able to tolerate it. And what I noticed is that when he's showing me the, the video, he was showing me how my feet tend to stay very close together. And so it's almost like I'm running on a tightrope when I'm running. And what that ends up happening is my hips drop, which then puts strains on your knees. And it kind of puts my ankle in a position where it's going to be more likely to get sprained if I hit any uneven ground. But what I saw as soon as he showed me the video is I'm like, that is everything I'm doing in that is my race walking. So little known fact about me is when I was in high school, I was on track team and my, my sport was race walking. And that motor pattern, which is obviously very different from running, and you purposely want your hips to be swinging in kind of a figure of eight, and you purposely keep your feet closer to the midline because you're actually going more on the outside of your soul. That motor pattern was so deeply ingrained in me because you have to practice it so much so that you can push high speeds and not break into running. That's the whole sport of race walking if nobody's done it or if you haven't watched it or done it is you have, there's judges around that as soon as you do anything that kind of looks like running, they have specific things that they're watching for, you can get disqualified. So you learn to push your speed with walking without breaking into running by specific motor patterns. And when I watch this physio video of me running, my brain has kept those motor patterns and transferred them to running, which I thought was fascinating. You know, like high school's been a little bit ago, and yet there it is. And like, I rarely race walk. I occasionally do. I run far more than it. And yet that 
pattern is still there. It's just been carried with me. And I never, ever would have said it was there until I saw that video. So that's going to hopefully help me not injure myself. But I thought of all of you guys because there are so many patterns in how we think about weight loss that are just there. We don't notice. We don't know we're there. And yet they're influencing our weight loss journey. They're making the weight loss journey harder. And the whole concept of restriction is a really big one. It's just there. It's like you assume all weight loss should have some element of restriction because that's what we've been taught. That's the way you've always done it. Now, the question would be is the way we've always done it, has it worked for you? Is it giving you the results you want? And if not, then let's think about other ways of doing it. (laughs) Let's try and change how we're doing it. Just like I am now going to be working on changing my running stride to take it out of race walking as a well running (laughs) or whatever it is that I've been doing. We can change these habits. We can change the defaults that our brains go into, but we have to notice that they're there first. It's very helpful to notice. And honestly, that's the power of having a coach is because there's so many of these like default patterns if we're taking from our our thought process and how we approach weight loss that when you have a coach, they can point out and be like, did you notice that this is what you're thinking about and how you're approaching this? You may never have seen it until somebody points it out. It's that objective view that's so helpful, right? Anyways, so I thought I'd share that to you. Is like, just think about it. Like, What could some of those things be for you that are underlying your weight loss journey? Might be making it harder, creating barriers that you've just never noticed, you've never even thought of because you never knew to look for them. And I'm hoping after today's episode, you'll start looking for some of the restrictive type ones and maybe you can start finding them and weeding them out and getting rid of them to find more abundance in your weight loss. Abundance over the holiday season and hopefully abundance as you go. Keep on moving through with abundance. All right, let's talk about why I like abundance so much. Like why is it so important to shift the conversation from restriction when we're talking about weight loss? The big thing is how we feel determines our actions. So our emotions drive how we act as human beings. So if we have an emotion of restriction, of dissatisfaction, of deprivation, all of these feelings that we often associate with being on a quote-unquote diet, then how do those influence your actions? When you're in a state of thinking you're restricted, when you're feeling deprived, when you feel dissatisfied by the food you're eating or that you feel you should be eating, how does it influence your weight loss journey? What happens? Take a moment to answer that for yourself. Now picture if you could, and this may feel like a stretch for some of you, totally fine, but I want you to use your imagination. Picture if you could feel abundant while eating all the healthy food. Feel abundant while eating everything that you think you should be eating and not being bothered by it, not having the restriction, not having the deprivation, just moving through, making choices and feeling abundant about them. How would that influence your weight loss journey? What would your weight loss journey be like then? Think through and answer that. How would they be different? Now, if you're like most people that I talk to, if you're in a state of feeling restricted, deprived, dissatisfied, you don't follow the diet, quote unquote diet. You go to the food that you think is going to make you feel less restricted, less deprived. That's human nature. That's not a fault. That's not 
a defect or lack of willpower. It's human nature. Humans do not like to be deprived. So when we create deprivation for ourselves, we move away from it as soon as we're able to. Now, if you're feeling abundant, then that's different. There's no reason to move away or it takes away a lot of the reasons to move away from that healthy eating because there isn't the deprivation, there isn't the restriction anymore. And so it makes it a lot easier to stick to plans. It makes it so much easier to navigate different eating situations like going out to friends' houses, going to a restaurant. It's easier to say no to some foods when you feel abundant about the foods you're saying yes to. It can influence so many different areas. It changes the whole chatter in your head about weight loss. Because think of when you're on a diet, I'm using the word diet today just because I kind of want to highlight the sort of restrictive feelings. So I want you to think when I'm on a diet, like that classic restrictive diet, how much chatter in a day does your brain spend about what you are supposed to eat and what you wish you could eat and how are you going to stick to this and all those things? It's often a lot. Versus if you could feel abundant about the same food choices that you're making, you wouldn't need to have all that chatter because you are abundant where you are at. All right, let's talk about how you actually do that. Because you might be sitting there thinking, fantastic, Siobhan, I really like this idea. But come on, how do you actually do it? I got some tips, guys. Surprise, surprise, I got some tips. Okay, number one, really, really important here is abundance and restriction exist only in your thoughts. They are not facts. Abundance and restriction are not factual things. They are your subjective interpretation of a situation based on what your thoughts are of that situation. So that is fantastic news because that means whether you feel abundant or whether you feel restricted with any given food choice comes from your thoughts and it means it's in your control. And any time we can have control in this, it's so fantastic and it is so helpful for your weight loss journey. And you know what's really interesting? Like if your brain wants to resist this, I want you to think about what are the foods that kind of trigger restriction? So it generally it would be probably a food you're saying no to. What are those foods that make you feel restricted? Often they're going to be more processed foods. Now think about it. How did we as humans decide that those are the foods that we should be able to eat. If we're kind of living our best life, we should be allowed to eat these. How did that come into us as a society? Now, some of it will be response of our brain to what's in the foods, like the sugar, you know, our brain gets dopamine. But a lot more of it is actually conditioning from food companies and how that food is presented. Our vegetables are not advertised throughout TV shows. Like you're not sitting watching ads for delicious, fresh, amazing asparagus and all the ways you can cook it. You're watching ads for Wendy's and McDonald's. You're watching ads for cookies and things like that. Our thoughts that create the restriction are a factor of the food company advertising we've been exposed to through our life. So what we deem as highly valuable, what we deem as we wish we could eat that may not actually be directly from us. And I bring this up because I think that's really helpful. Because if you think you're saying no to something 
you really like and it's a really important thing to you, that may be harder. But if you start questioning, why do I like this so much? So like me and my Wendy's French fries, why did I like Wendy's French fries so much? Well, because I remember from a young age getting conditioned to like French fries from like McDonald's, McDonald's ads, the Happy Meals, all the special things. Wendy's wasn't in our community back then. And so like from a young age, my brain and my thinking learned to put that food at a higher level than the healthy homemade stuff my mom was making. Because then that stuff was like, oh, if we can't go to McDonald's, I really wish I could go get some chicken nuggets instead of, you know, whatever homemade thing mom and dad had made. So then the idea about French fries being so amazing really in a good part came from food companies for me. Like I said, sure, they're crunchy, they're warm, they're salty, like that hits stuff in your brain. But it's really probably more the advertising and the ways it was exposed to me as a kid and then as a teenager and a young adult as I had more freedom and ability to go eat french fries whenever I wanted. All of those things, I think, probably influence them, honestly. So when you separate the food from being something like internal, like it's not that I am an individual that must eat French fries to be happy. It's that for many years, I was programmed to think that they were this amazing thing. Whereas now what I've worked on, and this just tells you the power of the thoughts is French fries are delicious. I do enjoy them, especially when they're hot and crispy, but they don't define my days. I can be very happy and enjoy so many meals that do not contain French fries. And I can occasionally decide to eat French fries and enjoy them. But I also can lots of times say, I'm going to get something other than fries because I've changed the thoughts. It's not that the fries changed. It's not that I use willpower when I do that. I change the thoughts that create the restriction or abundance. And that's coming back to the main point is the feeling that you have about food exists in your thoughts. I've used this example before, but you could have a food, say like a salad. This is always my example. Like right now, somebody offered me like a salad out of a bag with a dry chicken breast on it, which in the you know late 90s, early 2000s, I ate probably a lot of those. Would I eat it? No, I would prefer to fast. Thank you. Like to me, that's one of the worst things I could eat. I think because I forced myself to eat boring salads for a lot of my earlier, younger years of trying to lose weight. However, if I hadn't had anything to eat for days, and that's what somebody offered me, they said, you know, this is what I have, that salad would sound so amazing, and I'd be so excited to eat it, because I'd have a different thought about it. So what originally may have felt restrictive would then suddenly feel so abundant, because I hadn't had food, and I had other thoughts about it. The food stays the same. It's the thoughts that change, right? So it's the thoughts that create restriction or abundance. Number two is own the power of your choice. So we have been trained in weight loss to be disempowered in the process. We've been taught things that it's not in our power what we eat. We've been taught probably that we should have control in areas where we don't in real life. And this thinking is not helpful for long-term weight loss. Everywhere that you can, you want to own your own power. So when it comes to food, whether you're choosing to eat something or you're choosing to say no to something, you need to own that power. You need to be like, this is my choice. And this is the choice I'm making right now. 
because that will feel so much better. And it feels more abundant to acknowledge that it's you making the choice. It's not coming from outside of you. So if you feel you're forced into food decisions, like if you feel that you're following some sort of diet and you have to eat a certain way and you have no choice, that doesn't feel good, right? That automatically feels restrictive, automatically feels like there's more work there, that there's more effort involved with that. And again, it's not going to last. Whereas if you can take somebody else's diet plan and go, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take the pieces of this that work for me and modify the pieces that don't. And I'm going to choose to eat these foods. Already you're steps ahead into the abundance by just owning the choice. And especially through the holidays, there's going to be times where you eat food that probably isn't going to help with your weight loss. And that's okay. You as an adult are allowed to make food choices. The big important thing is the story you tell yourself about the food choices you're making. It's so much more effective to talk to yourself about, I am choosing to eat this food right now because this is what I want to eat right now. I'm making this choice. And what that then allows you to do is tomorrow, you're more likely to just go back to the food and keep making choices that actually do help you in your weight loss. Because, you know, a couple times through the holidays of having extra food or food you don't normally eat, that's not going to be significant harm to your weight loss journey. Where it gets harmed is when you, you know, have the one thing and you beat yourself up and you tell yourself that you're out of control and you shouldn't have done that and you take away that element of choice, the next time you're faced with one of those foods, like the cookies, the chocolates, all that stuff that's around right now, you're going to be more likely to eat it because you've taken your power of choice away already the last time you ate. You've disempowered yourself. Own your own power in your food choices, no matter what they are. Uh, Stand in that power and acknowledge that you are allowed to make choices, and that helps you find more abundance in your weight loss. All right, number three is you have to look for the abundance. So our brains have been patterned to see restriction. Uh, We have been raised in diet cultures. Restriction is everywhere. We've been taught that restriction is the path to weight loss, which is not true. (laughs) And we've been taught to see it. So as soon as we think we're going to lose weight, as soon as we think we're going to start a tool like the food journaling, we see restriction. We feel restricted. That's okay. But it's like you're seeing one side of the coin. It's like there's a spotlight in our brain that goes to restriction. And abundant stuff is over here, but we need to shift the spotlight so we can actually see it. So when you want more abundance, you have to look for it. You have to ask yourself, what could be abundant? How could I be abundant? What else could I do? What other things could I eat? What other choices would work for me? You have to look for and find the abundance. And you have to notice the restriction thinking and shift it towards the abundance every time you notice it. So the brain going back to that restriction is kind of like me running in a race walking pattern (laughs) with my knees and my hips going up and down. It's funny, I have a very exaggerated like video of what that was in my head now. I'm sure it's like far worse than what it actually was. So your brain going back to the restriction, totally normal. It will do that because it's had so much practice there. Nothing's going wrong. All you need to do is be like, yeah, I don't actually like restriction. I don't see it as being helpful for me in my weight loss. So therefore, I'm switching over here to find abundance. What could be abundant? What else could I eat? How could I change this to feel better about it? How could I think about it differently 
to find abundance. And some of that is just thinking about the actual food you're eating. So if you're eating food and say you're eating some vegetables and some protein and it's good, but this whole time you're thinking, I really wish I could eat a bread or pasta or something else, that's not going to feel abundant. (laughs) You're going to feel restricted. And what you think will be abundant will be the bread or pasta or whatever it is that you're thinking about. But again, it's only because of your thoughts. So if you're eating the same food and you're thinking how delicious it is, how amazing it is, you know, how nice of textures, how good you're going to feel after, you will feel more abundant. Now, if the food you're trying to eat, when I talk about this, think talking to yourself that way, if you're like, well, like, I don't feel that way about my food. Like, I don't enjoy what I'm eating. Well, then you need to change what you're eating. You can't expect yourself to eat, quote unquote, healthy food that you hate eating. There is an element of your taste buds do change, but also there is a huge rainbow of food that you can eat and adjustments you can make to make the food you're eating more palatable. So maybe it's you change, add a sauce to what you're eating. Maybe you add a little bit more fat, especially if you're eating low carb, more fat generally has flavor. Maybe you change how you're cooking it if you don't like the certain texture. There's so many different things, but again, that's a more abundant way of thinking. If you think I should enjoy the food I'm eating to be healthy and I'm gonna make sure I enjoy the food, that is a more abundant way of thinking on this weight loss path. Don't force yourself to eat food you don't like. You can keep exposing yourself to food you haven't developed a taste for and see if you can develop taste for it, but also try to find the foods that you actually like and focus on those. That's like really powerful and really important. And that kind of ties into number four, which is be creative. Try new things, try new approaches. If what you're doing right now feels restrictive, ask yourself, what else could I add? I would err on the side of actually adding more. And this is what I'm what I talked about last week in the food journaling episode and what I'm working on with my physicians in the Stress Eating SOS program is, you know, sometimes making plans where you plan more than what you think you'll actually eat feels abundant, but you probably, or lots of times you're not going to eat the extra food. Sometimes you will, but lots of times you won't. And yet it feels far more abundant than trying to plan the minimum amount of food and then eating off your plan and beating yourself up about it. New approaches might be different ways of planning your food. New approaches might be different recipes. New approaches might be different types of food that you're eating. New approaches might be ordering different stuff and really experimenting restaurants and really getting curious about all the different things on their menu and how you might be able to combine it to make it work. There's things on restaurant menus is like, you know, you're probably used to looking at the appetizers. Does anything work there? Looking at the entrees, does anything work there? What I actually do is I take it a step further and I look at all the entrees and I look at all the sides because often entrees will have different sides that are listed that might not be elsewhere on the menu, but you can ask them to put that in. If you see an entree with a side that you think would be good with what you want to order, you just ask them to swap it out. As long as you can tell from the menu, they physically have it in the restaurant, they generally will do that for you. So again, being creative creates abundance because when I go into a restaurant can go into pretty much any restaurant and know that there's a decent number of options I can create and I have multiple options I can choose from from what I want to eat that particular day versus how it used to be when I'd go into a restaurant when I was trying to lose weight is I would think, oh, this is going to be hard. I don't think there's going to be anything here that I'm going to be able to eat. And then guess what? I would order a burger and fries. 
because I felt restricted. I didn't see the abundance that was actually on that menu already. I hadn't gotten creative. So you want to be creative, try new things, try foods you maybe have never tried, try new approaches, find some new recipes. It doesn't mean every meal has to be a new recipe. That can be overwhelming. But you know, maybe once a week you try a new recipe and you try things out. And some of them are going to turn out to be flops where you're like, meh, not my favorite. Totally fine. Some are going to turn into being favorites and that you can use over and over again and be regular rotations in your weekly menus. Okay. Summarizing how to find abundance in the holidays. Number one, the most important one is that abundance and restriction exist only in your thoughts. And when you understand that, you take so much control over whether you feel abundant or restricted at any given time with any given decision. Number two, own your power of food choices. Always, always own your power, no matter if you feel like you're overeating or if you feel like you're eating according to your plan, always own the power. It is always you that is making the food choices. And I say that not in any way to be demeaning, but to empower you. Because if you are making the food choices and you believe you are allowed to make any food choice you want, that is going to empower you far more to move along your your weight loss journey. Number three, look for the abundance and shift out of restriction. Notice when your brain's going into restriction, which it will, which is normal, shift it back to abundance. Notice the restriction, shift it back to abundance. You might do that multiple times in a day. Totally fine. Number four, be creative. Get creative. Ask yourself good questions. Say, what else could I do? What else would work here? What else might work on this menu? What else could I do that would make this dinner more delicious, more enjoyable? Be creative to look for the abundance. All right, guys, I hope that that was helpful. I hope for those of you that celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas, because the next episode will be after that. And we'll 